Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise babes in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God. And his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing, and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are busting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you are about to listen to has been designed specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or you can send it to us via email at contact at wordloversglobal.com. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. Say, thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Okay, so as you are saying, Heavenly Father, Right now, your mind should be thinking differently, right? You see, you need to personalize him. Like you're talking to him. Have that consciousness. You see, have that consciousness. That's how I live. I have that consciousness. You know why? When you get deeper with God like that, do you know what he does for you? He meets you at your word. When you say... It is done. It is done. When you say it will be well at 4 p.m., it's 4 p.m. When you say the matter is settled, it is settled. This a lot of people don't encounter. Yeah. A lot of people don't. So, you need to personalize these things. Because the more real the thing is to you, it is like angels. You never have encounters with angels when you are not even conscious they are around. It's, it's a consciousness. I can never enter here without knowing. That's why you hear me pray. I call them. I say, thank you for the holy angels that are here. I, I'm conscious. You might not see them, but you are conscious. And it is consciousness that brings reality. Are you with me? Because you see, prayer is a holy thing. I keep telling you. Prayer is holy. You know you can pray sinfully. You can pray fleshly. Yet, Words are coming out of your mouth, but it's not holy. So when it comes to prayer, I'm telling you, your mind, your voice, your emotions, your attitude, everything should be part of it. Because if one of them separates, it might worry your thoughts. That's how we talk to him. Prayer means talking. Prayer means talking to God. So that's what we're doing tonight. Okay? So the word of God gives encounters. And the word of God is as holy as prayer. Because the two of them, they sanctify you. Are you aware? Alright. So tonight we are talking about what? The consequence of wrong doctrine. So we are going to find out how all these things came about. And I'm going to end by talking about the Holy Ghost. Now remember that First Timothy chapter 6 Verse 1 to verse 2, it speaks of our conduct in the office or when we are serving. 
And it's one thing I want you to see. Let's do TPT. So those of you that you are serving anywhere, this work, this God's mind for you. Instruct every employee to respect and honor their employers. For this attitude represents to them a clear testimony of God's truth and renown. Tell them to never provide them with a reason to discredit God's name because of their actions. So God is saying, don't let your actions in the office discredit God. This is a life of righteousness. Are you listening? Okay, verse 2. Especially, honor and respect employers who are believers. And don't despise them. But serve them even more. For they are fellow believers. They should be at peace with them as beloved members of God's family. Be faithful to teach them these things as they are sacred obligation holy obligation god calls respect to your superiors to your leaders he calls it a sacred a holy obligation hmm? he calls it a holy obligation and he said especially those that are fellow believers you think your mouth is sharp you that you can't say anything you should have the consciousness that we are all members of God's family. You see, the way God sees things is that when you become born again, to him, once he sees you, you are part of his family. You should also have the consciousness that you are in God's family and you must behave as family members behave. Whether you find yourself in, you know, in the office where you have a leader above you, you have managers above you, a young person can be a leader above you, God expects a particular behavior. And that behavior is called righteousness. Are you with me? Yes. Okay. Now, from the verse 3 is where the whole thing started. Now, I took time to pick some of them and teach you concerning the fight of faith and then two days ago i shared another one with you i picked all of them from here but then tonight i want to start from the top i started from the down now i want to start from the top then you see what caused people to cause their heart to wander away from truth and also get so much in love with material blessings or material things like money or wealth so much so that God does not become a factor in their mind. It all started from verse 3. So we'll look at it. It all started from wrong doctrine. You get the knowledge of Jesus wrong and you are out of course. That's all. You get the message of Jesus wrong. The teaching of Jesus wrong. And you are out of course. You will wonder. Your heart will wonder. Because there's only one truth. So the Bible says that if anyone spreads false teaching. Look at it. If anyone spreads false teaching. That does not agree 
with the healthy instructions of our Lord Jesus. Teaching others that holy awe of God is not important. Then they prove they know nothing at all. It is obvious they don't value or hold dear the healing words of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is where the whole matter started from. So people became lovers of money, lovers of wealth, not givers. They were not giving because the message of Jesus Christ was perverted. The knowledge, the true knowledge was not. And I'm going to talk to you about the main thing that they perverted. It's called the reverence of God. You cannot be a teacher of Jesus Christ and not teach about the reverence of Jesus. When I'm done explaining, you will know. Verse 4. They are covered with the cloud of conceit. Now, he's talking about men of God. Though. You will see. They are loaded with, con with con controversy. And they love to argue their opinions and split hairs. Now look at the, their ministry. The fruit of their ministry is contention, competition, and evil suspicion. You cannot be a teacher of Christ, Jesus. Go by the message of Jesus Christ and be contentious and be competitive and have evil suspicions. If you see another ministry thriving, competition. You want to do everything to outshine them. That's competition. You should be glad that there are some souls that couldn't come to you, but they found themselves there to be taught of the same Jesus. So there's no competition. Remember, the showbread perfectly arranged so we can all serve Jesus on a plate. There is no competition. We complement each other to serve Christ. Can you see that? Yes, we complement each other. There shouldn't be competition. Contention. 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 Why are these things happening? Because the message of Jesus, and you should be learning something out of this, the message of Jesus is what? It's thwarted. The message of Jesus, the truth in the message of Jesus is not being taught. And what the Holy Spirit put a lot of emphasis on is the fear. The fear of God. Today we don't have the fear of God. People don't even understand. The fear of God. We'll get there. Verse 5. Look at it. They add misery to many lives by corrupting their minds and cheating them of truth. Do you what? Now, when we cheat you of truth, it means you are also cheated of the Holy Ghost. And you are also cheated of the Father. Do you know that? I'll tell you about the Holy Ghost soon. When you are cheated of truth, you are also cheated of the Holy Spirit. And you are also cheated of the Father. You'll understand very soon. They equate the worship of God with making great sums of money. So you see where the thing started from? They equate the worship of God 
which means the reverence of God, the sacredness of God, with making great sums of money. But it is not so. We read yesterday in verse 16 or 17, he said that the wealth of the rich man on the earth cannot be compared to who? The living God. So the worship of the living God is incomparable to the wealth of this life. That is why Jesus talked about mammon, the worship of God and the worship of mammon. The Bible says they are all masters. How do people get so conscious about great sums of money and not God? Because the truth is not taught. The truth is perverted. So the three things, contention, competition, evil, suspicion. This is only characteristics of the devil. It is never found in Christ. Please listen to me carefully. If you start living this life, it means there is some truth in your life that your heart has wandered away from. It means that you have started unbelieving certain things. That's how come your heart can go for money. It's like you can do anything for money. But you can't do anything for God. The same way you can go all out for money, you should be able to go all out for God. Even more, much more. Because there is so much value in God than so much value in money. They are incomparable. That's what you need to understand. And he used the word living God. Living God. You should cry. When you are not getting deeper into God, then cry when you don't have cash. You didn't hear that. You should cry when there are lot, there's a lot of revelation about Christ that you don't know. When there are deep things of him that you do not know. Are you with me? Yes, sir. So this is where the whole matter started from. Some people started teaching wrong messages. And it aroused the desire for great wealth. Great wealth. Go on. So you remember here, this is where we started yesterday from. He yes, said, we have a prophet that is greater than this. Our holy awe of God. Our reverence. Today, the church is not taught reverence. And I'll tell you, it's in our music, in our everything. How many hours do we have singing songs of Christ? Or songs about Jesus? I keep telling you. Sandra, you might not understand or like it. If the song doesn't glorify Jesus, I don't sing them. Simple. I can be too much. But that is how the scriptures, you know how the Holy Ghost came? The Bible says the Holy Ghost was not given because Christ was not glorified. You glorify Christ, the Holy Ghost comes. It's one of the things you should know about the Holy Ghost. Where Christ is not preached, the Holy Ghost doesn't come. Simple. When I saw that revelation, I stopped saying, Holy Spirit, please come. Stop saying that. Because when I talk about Christ, he will come. In fact, he comes. You know he will come. Because he comes for the glorification of Christ. Where Christ is glorified, Jesus is there. You don't force their presence. You don't force the anointing. You don't force these things because you are teaching Christ. So if you are singing songs that pleases you, it talks, it talks about your life. 
Guy, the thing is not pleasing Christ. Huh? When you are singing songs that speaks about you, about you, about you, the Holy Spirit won't come. The Holy Spirit won't come. It should be songs about Christ. Glorify Christ. Your problem is that you think if you sing songs and you don't put yourself in there, then it's not like you are directing the thing to yourself. Verse 7. Isn't it true that our hands were empty when we came into this world? We read it yesterday. So now you see where the whole thing came from? And when we leave this world, our hands will be empty again. Because of this, food and clothing is not enough to make us content. So the whole issue of people not being content is because they have received. Christ is not of value for them. When Jesus becomes the value, you are content with everything. And the Bible calls it that said, it is great wealth. It is great wealth. Godliness with what? Contentment is great wealth. Do you know contentment? I explain to you. If at every stage in life, because you are not poor, you see, you, you, you see little things in your life as signs of poverty. But that's not truth. The truth is that you are the son of the king of heaven. He is so rich and you are born out of royalty. So if at a point in time, I just have an iPad and microphone, I'm not poor. I'm content with this. God doesn't want me out because this place is called the zone of God. He gave me, so I'm okay with it. But there's something about God. Progression. The next time he will take me out and give me a microphone, this pulpit, and then carpet. I'm content with it. I don't envy what you have. I don't envy what you have. Remember, I told you about manna. God gave them manna and said, take as much as you can eat for a night. They were not content. When they went outside contentment, what happened? The manna became maggot and what? Smelly. You can be living in a small apartment, small house, small room, small kiosk. That is not a sign of poverty. Because poverty is not in the physical thing. It's here. Reason why when you are taught Christ, you know how rich you are. You are so conscious. And we see, we must teach Christ every day. He's the source of our, the consciousness of our riches. So a lot of Christians, we mark the rate of poverty. In fact, there's nothing poverty in your area, in your life. Nothing. Nothing. And if you are somebody who thinks always about money, 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 that's a sign of actual poverty. Do you understand? People that think every day about money is a sign of poverty. Because God doesn't deal with you with savings of money. God wants you to save. Of course, scripture says that. But we don't save money to rely on. In fact, we even save money to fulfill scripture. Because he said you should go to the ant and learn. So I'm saving to fulfill scripture that I'm wiser than an ant. Do you get it? Yes, sir. 
Because he said, whenever I need it, wherever I need it, and at any time I want it, he's able to provide. That is true riches. The Bible says that he is able to what? Make all grace abound to you. Now, he, look at the words yesterday we found. Pass. You remember? All. All grace. He said always. And what? All circumstances. And the last one is what? Whatever the need be, he will give you to be self-sufficient. Not wanting or receiving help from outside. Ha! What kind of life is this? It is only found in Christ. For the Bible says that he became poor. That we, through his poverty, might become rich. You never believed it. Some people say, oh, he's not talking about physical riches or whatever. Yes, I know. But this, our true riches, is what manifests. In fact, the fringe of it is what manifests into physical riches. And I used currencies of nations to explain to you. If I'm coming from America and I have, today, one dollar is what? Twelve? Thirteen? Twelve. So if I have ten thousand dollars, I'm bringing it to Ghana. I have to convert. This is my country money. Ten thousand dollars. Once I enter into your country and I change it, to have a feel of your country, it's no longer 12,000. That's how much? 120. 120,000 Ghana City. So if one, one, one kindness, because kindness is our riches. Joy is our riches. Faithfulness is our riches. Okay? If you are able to release a bit of joy, have you seen people who get so excited that people just love them and give them money? Yes, sir. A replica is what the comedians do. Have a joyful attitude and people love you. Have a joyful attitude and people love you. I'm not talking about happiness. Have a joyful attitude. You know why? Even in the midst of hard situations, <laughs> you are settled. Remember, the peace of God. Christians are not taught this because they don't want to understand. They think that riches, wealth, has to do with dollar, pound. That is why you are always poor. Imagine I want to buy a chair. God says he will cause all grace to come. At whatever time I want it. Whichever circumstance it is. And what kind of need it is. God says he will make it happen. You don't believe the word. You don't believe. But you believe that salary payer who one day sent an email and said, this month we are short of cash so we will not pay in salary soon. Give us two weeks more to pay. Oh yeah. They said the, the company is you know, having some crisis and so your salary will be delayed a little. We are talking about the God who does not delay. In delay. He's the all-sufficient God. But the truth is that you cannot know him until you know Christ. The more you know Christ, the more you know the Father. 
And the more you dig deeper into the... When I was praying, when I was doing the prayer, and I was praying here, the scripture, when I came here, it's like I found myself, like, it's like the word was opening for me. It's like I was entering into the thing. The prayer, the prayer we just read, Ephesians and I saw myself like getting into the thing. Because when you glorify Christ, the heavens, you know, just smile at you. Are you with me? Yes, sir. So go back to the first Timothy. And then I'll start talking to you about the reverence of God. Because of this, food and clothing is enough to make us content. But those who crave the wealth of this world slip into what? Spiritual snares. They become trapped by the troubles that come through their foolish and harmful desires. Why is the source of all this? Wrong doctrine. Driven by greed. Greed is not part of the fruit of the spirit. There's something called long suffering. There's something called patience. That is of the spirit. Greed is not. Satan is the one that showed us what greed was. A guardian of the throne, he says he won't guard again. He wants to sit. And he proved it by lying to one third of the stars of heaven because he wanted men to worship. He proved it. That's greed. That's the same thing he came to teach Adam and Eve. He tried to teach Jesus greed. For the Bible says, he took him upon the mountain and said, if you bow to me, look at all the wealth and the kingdoms of the world. He said, if you can only, just a little. Now, the worship of any other thing that is not God is actually greed. God is not enough. The creator is not enough. Something else is enough. So in the Bible, in the Old Testament, anytime they fear their enemies, God calls it worship. God, God calls it worship. He says, fear not them. The only person we fear is the Lord God Almighty. Because he's the only one that deserves worship. That's all. So anytime you are afraid of certain situations, you are beginning to worship it. That is why he told Timothy, I have not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, of what? Love. And what? Sound mind. And where does sound mind come from? From sound doctrines. If the doctrine is not on Christ, you slip. You begin to now content for money. You begin not content for earthly things. Now when you come to church, if you are not praying about things that concerns your life, thing, then you don't like it. So you are looking for churches where they will pray. Everything that you have lost. everything. How can I lose everything when I have all things? You see, just as there are death or levels of knowledge in Christ, there are also levels and deaths when it comes to reverence for God. The highest reverence for God is when one is now conscious and can discern what we call the most holy things. The very things that you can see, God shows you and you cannot see. You see, by knowledge, we just know that we are found in God. 
but by experience, we haven't. The day you find yourself in God, by experience, to even think about it again, is sin. Tell it, the thing is so holy, that you can't even describe it. You can't even utter. You know, you can describe holy things, but you cannot describe most holy things. That's why the Holy Ghost does not show himself anyhow. The fear of God. We have taught people how to pray wrongly. All the prayers are to receive something, to ask for something, to receive something, to receive something. We have not gathered before to say, let's spend six hours just praying and, you know, enjoying God. For prayer is prosikomai. Standing before your father, not asking for anything, just speaking in tongues. And enjoying God, enjoying God, enjoying God, enjoying God for six hours. No. Somewhere along the way, we must mention anything that is worrying you. And this is where the church has gone to. Reverence? Mm -mm. So, how did the perversion come about? They were not taught about the reverence of God, the fear of God. It was taken out of the thing. See, slowly, the church is taking the fear of God outside the church. Because that's not what the people want. <laughs> if, you are, if you are in ministry, one of the safest place to be, one of the safest things to do for yourself and for the ministry, please, ministry, being in ministry is not a career. Okay? You can see it as a career, but it's not a career. It's a calling. It's a calling. That's why we don't retire. You retire when he retires you. In career, you can be retired. God had to retire Moses. God had to retire Elijah and bring another. If he doesn't, you continue. Whose work are you doing? What's the purpose? His purpose. When you take people Christ deeper and deeper and deeper, they begin to have this fear. Fear doesn't mean you are afraid. Negative fear. Like this reverence, this love. Do you know why the reverence of God is not even in the church? Reason why we are... See, look at me. The first... The first word for reverence is actually worship. When the church gathers to worship, what happens? Instead of worship, you see people with phones. You don't see, again, how people will lie down, cry, you know, people will bow. You don't see. You are singing songs that says bow. Because the musicians themselves are standing. That's why when you sing songs that says, Lord, I will praise, Lord, I will worship, you are promising him you are not doing it. You said you will. Are you? How many times do you kneel down? How many times do you lie prostrate? How many times do you bow before him? How many times do you lift up your holy hands unto him? Because sometimes when you lift up your hands, you are too tired. Too tired? You see, the reason why we must teach Christ over and over and over, the day you understand what he did for you, the day you understand the Father's love that came to us by grace, you're like, gosh, such a God. 
have you forgotten that once upon a time he was a god not visible to anyone have you forgotten that he was a god that filled every place that even space had to be created because all these things were in him that god is the one that has called you into his presence and you can feel anyhow at the time you are teaching the word of god the word of god is coming the holy ghost is ministering and the atmosphere is tight then somebody in that holy atmosphere somebody can pick a bag and walk out somebody can pick a phone and go and receive a call hey amazing When you say, don't go, don't go and sit down. Hey. The reverence of God must come back to the church. SOW, all we are going to study is the fear of God. I need five solid days, eight hours a day to deal with this matter. You even pray in your room, you don't kneel down. You pray in your room, you don't even lie down. Do you know sometimes silence is holy or not even say anything and have him on your thought and thinking about him. Actually, when one is entering into the deepest part of holy awe, when you pray, uh, you end in silence. When you end in silence, that is where the Holy Ghost prays through you. Because you have gotten to a point where your words must end. And the most holy words must now go. Because the Bible says he prays through us. He intercedes for us unto a God. He used holy words. In fact, most holy words on our behalf, unto a most holy God. Why? Because one of the things the Holy Ghost likes is your heart. Because one of the characteristics of God the Father is that he looks at the heart. You wait. I'm going to share something with you soon. So when people, listen, when I tell you that, don't listen to just any message. It is not because I am telling you I'm the best preacher. I can defend the fact that all I teach is Christ. I cannot vouch for another man of God. Because people can start teaching Christ and when they are not getting to them some kind of results, the people are not coming, the place is not getting full, they switch. They start talking about other things. They start leading some kind of prayer. Listen. Be glad you are in a ministry where all we talk about is Jesus Christ. Nothing but Jesus. It makes me safe. The safetyness of a man of God is in the doctrine of Christ. If the man of God is not talking, always talking about Jesus, Mother, be careful. Because in Christ, we are safe. If the message is Christ, we are safe. Truth is assured. I'll tell you why. Because truth is only one. Do you know that Jesus says only what the Father says? And do you know the Holy Ghost also says only what Jesus says? Why is it so? Because truth is only one. The Father cannot be saying something different from the Word. And the Word can never speak anything different from the Holy Ghost. No wonder you can tell me a word after the Spirit and it does not coincide with the Word. 
He didn't say it. He never said it. If you are tested, there's no water home. He said, I, the son of the king, is in need of water. Let water come. <laughs> I'm sharing this with you. You know why I love this faith conference? Because we talk about him every day. So the thing can be there for a long time. You don't have food to eat. He said, I, Daniel, the son of the king of heaven is in need of food. Imagine you are physically in the, ro- in the royal palace and you are hungry and you shout, hey, I, the, king, the son of the king, the prince, I'm in need of food. I want food now. You will see. Didn't we read in Revelation 19 that he came with entourage? You see, these very riches have not been taught the church. All we have been taught is money. No wonder if you spend time in the house of God for a long time, they say you are a fool. They say, how can you be rich by staying in the house of God? Go and ask the Israelite. Go and ask Abraham. Go and ask Elijah. Who was even sleeping? And an angel came. The guy didn't have water in the wilderness. He was sleeping under the juniper tree. An angel came, woke him up, and said, this is cake. Cake. Cake from heaven. They brought him. And water. Say drink. How many times? Two times. When the guy finished, he received some strength. Go by what men say. Go by it. What are they doing for themselves? Look at the world. That you want to rely on them. Read your Bible and see what men went through when they walked with God. The Bible calls them the heroes of faith. The Bible says by faith they received a good report. They received a good report. Are you with me? Yes, sir. Say glory, glory, glory. Glory, glory, glory. For by faith, the elders obtained good report. So if you're looking for good report, go, for, go, for, go to the Bible and read about these people. Abraham, Noah, Enoch, Sarah, Rahab, Japheth, and a whole lot. Abel. Read about this man. They had good... If God says your report is good, then it is good. Are you with me? Yes, sir. Okay. We've seen where the problem came from. So be careful. Be careful. Every doctrine, every man, somebody can come and everybody will chase. I don't have a problem if it is Christ and Christ-centered. You see, messages that talk about your life a lot of times, The focus can never be you. The focus must always be Christ. Because once you find Christ, you find yourself. That's all. That's all. All right, look at it. But those who crave the wealth of this world slip into spiritual snares. They become trapped by the troubles that come through their foolish and harmful desires. Driven by greed and drowning in their own sinful pleasures. And they take others down with them into what? Their corruption and eventual distraction. Eventual distraction. Eventual distraction. I know the thought that I think towards you. Not of evil. Our end is what? An expected end. Their end is distraction. Choose one. 
Choose one. It might look like things are rosy. Things are okay. There's always a result. David said, he thought that when people are making money, he said, Lord, they are making money. And, and we, we that worship God, we are not making money. He said, later I understood that their end is destruction. Okay? I've thought it here before. Say, I'm too rich. Say, I'm too rich. I am too rich. No, no, no. The way you are saying is lying like a rich man. Say, I'm too rich. I am too rich. Yeah. They will ask you, where's your money? Uh, that, now, that, that's the first thing they will say, where's your money? Show, show me your money. Show me your bank account. No bank can hold my money. Like, do you understand? No bank can, bank can contain. Even your calculator cannot contain some numbers. I don't know how you think, but you must, you must be taught to think differently. Sometimes you see some people going to that. I say, so what money is your bank balance right now? I say, one million dollars. Ah, what work do you do? When they ask me, I'll say, no bank can contain my money. Say, so what work do you do? I sleep. Say, <laughs> so what job is that? It says a kingdom job. Ah. It's a kingdom job. Look, when I thought, let's do NLT. Look at this. It's for some of you, I read this to you. Look. Look at these wicked people enjoying life of ease while their riches multiply. Did I keep my heart pure for nothing? Did I keep myself innocent for no reason? I get nothing but trouble all the day. Every morning brings me pain. If I had really spoken this way to others, I would have been a traitor to your people. He's talking to God. So I try to understand why the wicked prosper. But what a difficult task it is. Then I went into your sanctuary. You want to understand things? Go to the sanctuary. What is the sanctuary? The holy place. The sanctuary is not necessarily a meeting place. Because the outer court was also a meeting place. The holy place is the sanctuary. Where the menorah is. Where the altar of incense is. And where the showbread and the table of his presence are. That place is the holy place. That place where the church is the light. In other words, if you want to have some understanding, don't go to the world because it's darkness. The only light they know is the sun. So if I want to understand certain matters in life, one of the sanctuary things to deal with is to go to the fellow brethren. Because they are light. Uh-oh. One of the ways you can also do is to have communion in understanding because the showbread is there. Then the other one is to pray and to worship. Look at how the Holy Ghost has broken it down. That's the sanctuary. So, so I see Angie, Pastor Manuel, Tina, and, and I have a matter. I, I don't understand why this is happening. So I go to them. Because in the sanctuary, you need light. And in the sanctuary, the sun does not shine there. The sun is so common that it shines on common people. Who are the unbelievers who stay outside the sanctuary? 
So I go to brethren and I share my matter. And then they will say, let's pray. And one will speak by the Spirit of God. He said, what the Lord is trying to share with you is this, is that, is this, is that. The Bible says, and in Acts chapter 21 or 13, the Bible said, and when they had prayed and ministered unto the Lord, the Holy Ghost spoke and said, separate me, Paul, and Barnabas. Why? The brethren were praying. And the Holy Ghost spoke. Make use of your brethren. You have a problem and you come to church. That is why you must come and find some believers and say, actually, guys, it looks like I have this matter. Can we just... You too. Because perhaps we see you as a Christian, but one way, everything you will say. No, that's the point. So, so we cannot trust you, the believer. If we all decide to walk in righteousness, then we can have the boldness to come to you, share the matter between two, just two people. We hold hands, pull up a kababa. We say, Charlie, can we fast on this matter for three days? Definitely, the Holy Ghost will speak. Why? Because the Holy Ghost is the one that lights the church. So he brings the illumination. He will release light into one of us. And we will say, say the Lord. This matter is this. This matter is that. The Lord says, do this. The Lord. And then I say, yes, I confirm. As we prayed, I saw this. Somebody said, oh, and I sense in my spirit that blah, blah. By the time you are done, the matter is settled. That's a sanctuary. That's why you might have communion at home. Stop having alcohols at home. Stop having alcohols. Have communion. Have bread, the body of Jesus, and have his blood. Anytime you don't understand anything, just. Take the communion. It's not only for your health. You eat it and say, Lord, as I take your body and I take your blood. In your blood is the testament that speaks of all that belongs to me. Lord, I don't understand this matter. But I know by the blood of Jesus and by the body of Christ, as I take this by faith, you will grant me understanding, you will grant me knowledge. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Oh, he took the bread and he broke and he ate. Your body was broken for us. That we will not die again, but we will live. Lord, I stand in the place of life. My understanding is death. Understanding is life. As I drink this, understanding has come. Knowledge has come. Light has come. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then you eat the bread and then you drink the, the blood. And when you are done, you will just be walking there. You just be there. You are washing. You are doing something. And then light will just... Oh, that is it. You catch the thing. Because light will definitely come. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit. And we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Rayma 9 at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our Friday services, dubbed Night of Bliss at 6 p.m. And sit under the reign of heaven in our Furnace service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny-L Jedu, and on Instagram as Prophet Daniel Jedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. Prophet Daniel Jedu's book, Partnership with the Lord is Out, and it's selling fasting prints and on Amazon. This book has all you need to help you assess your God-given right. You can contact Word and Spirit International, contact 7-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-
services on plus two three three five four seven two two one seven seven three or plus two three three five zero four three two eight nine five nine for any inquiries. So many people are listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast on Podbean, and many have received testimonies by listening. We want you to share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or sending it to us via email to contact at wordloversglobal.com. You were made to lead from glory to glory, and your testimony is about to shake the world. You are blessed.